0: studio 6b on a monday homework tonight you didn't know you're gonna have homework watching this show tonight get out your notepads and you're gonna need them early on here in the show i'm gonna have a little assignment for you and uh, i'm gonna give you the whole two hours to try to figure it out so uh, before we get to that rick delgado's here how are you how was your weekend i am good weekend not long enough very busy that's always the way isn't it always it's just busy. It's, you got to come to work to relax, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're dealing with kids' <laughs> basketball
1: tournaments, driving you crazy. It's like
0: yeah. protect the ball. You see all of uh, Long Island every weekend. Three yeah. three games here, four games on Sunday, <laughs> three games on Saturday. I think Harry thinks I'm lying to him. <laughs> I talk to Harry on Friday nights usually after the show, where catch up where he is, what oh, disaster he's caused or whatever. And he's usually
1: uh, at Harry's corner, right?
0: He's sometimes at Harry's corner <laughs> in Harry's place and. This is Nashville this past Friday. Oh, and he wow. says, well, what are you nice. doing the weekend? I said, well, Harry, you know what I'm doing on the weekend. I've got three games on Saturday, four games. <laughs> and he says, come on. I said, well, no, I'm not lying to you, Harry. That's, that's the way it is when you have 14-year-old and a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old who are involved with everything they can be involved. That's the way it is. Yeah. And you wouldn't trade it for anything
1: in the world. Except for a Except little for more sleep.
0: maybe a Saturday at the pool <laughs> or golf, maybe. But, but that's about it uh rick Amorati's here how was your weekend
2: hey big d well i binged on nba nhl playoffs and uh, blue raspberry martinis all weekend (laughs) like you
0: spilled
1: it on your jacket too
0: okay very good (laughs) yes indeed that's a very blue jacket tonight looks good with the polka dot blue shirt looks nice uh, um speaking of golf i mean what can you say about big philly lefty comes through holds the lead plays lights out shoots one over on sunday to win uh the oldest Major champion ever in the history of golf. 50 years old. 50 years, 8 months, whatever it is. It's pretty close to 51. Um, and he wins the PGA.
2: One for the ages, Big D. Incredible. ARP was celebrating all weekend. It's uh, going to be a great ad campaign now. He's <laughs> 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 not that old. Well, yeah, he over is. 50, he, buddy. He That's when you start getting those envelopes. Well, you know, you didn't hit 50 yet, Big D. You're still a kid. Wait till and you get, get the, wait to get the 49. <laughs> wait till
1: you get to 49 they start getting the envelopes. That's like right, Rick. Okay. crazy
0: well you guys let me know how it goes um
2: when i get there i will
0: all right very good so all right here we go so here's your you have an assignment tonight i'm going to give you the full two hours to figure it out and the assignment goes like this just tell me what in the blue hell he is saying is this english <laughs> episode eight roll it G.
1: <laughs> two hours
3: huh okay but uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help, as we, they're, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads, rebuild uh, main streets, uh, and so that the families can get back to their lives. Uh, that's what FEMA does every single day.
0: All right, it's three minutes past eight on the East uh, Coast. You have until 10 p.m. I'll take it by email, lfs6b at yahoo.com. If you can get the first 18 words of that or so in something that sounds like English, I'll give you my car. <laughs> one more time, G. Let's just hear the first, very first part of it. Just the first first five or six, six seconds. Here we go. Roll one more time.
3: But uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is uh, okay. That's enough. Learned- all right, so right there, <laughs> if you can get all that punctuated
0: and put into a sentence, send it to me, and I'll uh, we'll see who gets it the closest. The closest. I sound like him now. Uh, Lfs6p at yahoo dot com. Is this English episode eight? There you go. You can let me know it uh, by ten o'clock. We'll see if we have a winner. Who gets it? Uh, well. I don't even know if there can if there can be a winner. I guess we have to slow it down and winner. go word by word to see who gets gets it after two hearings. Who's, uh, who comes the closest to yeah. what that? Whatever the hell he said. So
1: if you can figure that out, then you need to go see a doctor. Basically, yeah, that's what Damon said. All right, so lots
0: lots to get to tonight. I've got crazy towns. We'll we'll continue on the is this English and see if we can get an answer there. I've got Ron DeSantis. We've got uh, Ava Perone up there in Michigan. Now, she may have some problems again. Uh, that's why Tudor Dixon, America's a uh, Voice's own Tudor Dixon, is running to be the new governor of Michigan uh, because people in Michigan, Michiganders, are are sick of Ava Perone, I would think. Common sense uh, IQ higher than 10 people living in Michigan are sick of her. And this is just another example of it, which we'll go over today. But the big story, really, is what's going on with the... And we. it's funny because we just talked about Coronavirus and how it related to I said you've never heard anybody ask Biden about the origin of this and who, who's going to pay the price. We just talked about this last week, yeah the beginning of last week. I was ranting how you never hear anyone in the press like they used to scream at Trump, and Trump used to make a point of saying the, i'm going to de- China's going to deal with me on this at, at the right time. He would said that multiple times. Well, you haven't heard Biden asked about the origins of coronavirus or how China pays for it when the damage they've done, no one even asks them. No one even asked them. Well, lo and behold, the big story here in the last 24, 48 hours, and I'll start at the in the Wall Street Journal, because I think this gives probably the broadest overview. There's a couple other things I want to get to, more direct dealing with uh, the Stormy Daniels of medicine. We'll get directly to him. But in the Wall Street Journal, there was a, an exclusive piece that came out Uh, And it was entitled, Intelligence on Six Staff at Wuhan Lab Now Fuels Debate on COVID-19 Origin. And to give some credit where credit is due, Paul Nolan on this show and Rick Delgado with their tinfoil hats on, of course, to (laughs) my dismay, of course, now who's the idiot? Well, me, of course, we all know that, have talked about this and Paul has said it. He has said, well, we all agree this was man-made in a lab, yes. And, of course, I always go, well, 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 well. But they've been on this for way longer than most. Now, there have been some that right away were on this back in February, March of last year 2020. And, of course, they were dismissed by people like me out of hand as just total nut jobs, including the two gentlemen on this show. (laughs) Well, well, not, well, not, not, not jobs, but just I, you know, no, I'd just I rather understand. wait for, right. I'd rather wait to yeah. know the facts before jumping to some, what seemed at the time maybe crazy, crazy conclusion, right. but not, button maybe not.
1: Right. But, but, but here's the thing, too. And there were, there were reports even before, you know, uh, very early on that said that this, this had actually originated in the fall of 2019, that they were talking about it in September, October around that time period. And, I I think Paul and I talked about how we believe that, you know, it was here way before January. It was on on our shores already.
0: Yeah, so the Wall Street Journal piece, uh, basically, I'll give you a little bit of this. It says three researchers from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology became sick enough in November 2019, just as you just said, that they sought hospital care, according to a previously undisclosed U.S. intelligence report that could add weight to growing calls for a further probe of whether the COVID-19 virus may have escaped from the laboratory. The details of the reporting go beyond a State Department fact sheet issued during the final days of the Trump administration, which said that several researchers at the Wuhan lab, a center for the study of coronaviruses and other pathogens, became sick in the autumn of 2019, quote, with symptoms consistent with both COVID-19 and common seasonal illness, end quote. The disclosure of the number of researchers, the timing of their illnesses and their hospital visits come on the eve of a meeting of the World Health Organization's decision-making body, which is expected to discuss the next phase of an investigation into COVID-19 origins. Current and former officials familiar with the intelligence about the lab researchers expressed differing views about the strength of the supporting evidence for the assessment. One person said that it was provided by an international partner and was potentially significant, but still in need of further investigation and additional corroboration. Another person described the intelligence as much stronger. Quote, the information that we had coming from various sources was of exquisite quality, he said. It was very precise. What it didn't tell you was exactly why they got sick, he said, referring to the researchers. November 2019 is roughly when many epidemiologists and virologists believe SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, the virus behind this pandemic, first began circulating around the central chinese center of center of wuhan where beijing says that the first confirmed case was a man who fell ill on december 8th 2019 the wuhan institute hasn't shared any raw data up to now any safety logs and any lab records on its extensive work with coronaviruses in bats which many consider the most likely source of the virus and i'll repeat once again to break off from the article here for a second, that we have talked also on this show about some of the cables, messages that were sent back from China to the U.S. State Department. I don't remember exactly the year. I
1: think it was 2016, 2017. It was a couple of years prior to that. Basically saying, hey,
0: um, somebody needs to pay attention to what the hell's going on over here because I don't know what they're doing, but they're sloppy and you run the risk of something getting out of here. So this is not something that was not on people's radar because there was, enough, there was enough messaging going back and forth between our State Department and whoever we had over in the area at the time. Of course, it's impossible to get people in uh, anywhere there to get any real information. But th- there was enough information sent back that we reported on saying, hey, um, you better be paying attention to this place and see what they're doing because from what we can tell uh, – They're not exactly holding up the excellence in execution and standards from what we can see right now. So, you know, put this on your radar, which obviously it it was not. Uh, China has repeatedly denied that the virus escaped from one of its labs. On Sunday, China's foreign ministry cited a WHO-led team's conclusion after a visit to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in February that a lab leak was extremely unlikely. The US continues to hype the lab leak theory the foreign ministry said in a response to a request by the Wall Street Journal it is actually concerned about tracing the source or trying to divert attention The Biden administration declined to comment on the intelligence but said that all technically credible theories on the origin of the pandemic should be investigated by the WHO and international experts Now I don't know how much um confidence anyone's going to have in the WHO doing uh, any of this work quite frankly but I guess that's the that's to be seen quote we have uh, continued to have serious questions about the earliest days of the COVID-19 pandemic including its origins with the People's Republic of China a spokesman for the National Security Council said so we're going to dig into this tonight a lot I've got a great article from Matt Margolis about the stormy Daniels of, of science the flip-flopping Fauci <laughs> who's now flip-flopped on this which as Matt Margolis says his latest flip-flop might be his most disturbing yet and we'll get to that and a lot of other stuff here glad you're in on a Monday is this English I'll be waiting eagerly awaiting your um, your take if you can get it done in the two hours
3: but uh there's you know there to be you know beginning uh this effort uh, for 2021 is uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from life.
1: Live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voices. We started out talking about, uh, again, on a uh, on a very nice Monday. We welcome you here to the show. Uh, started talking about, um, you know, the changing. I guess uh, well, things are starting to change when it comes to the origins of the coronavirus. And uh, I was going to jump into this anyway with the news. So let me do that. Talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci, who Damon mentioned just before we went to break about how now he has reversed course yet again today now claiming it is well highly likely that the chinese coronavirus developed naturally he believes that it is highly likely it first occurred naturally before spreading from animal to human since no one is more than 100 percent sure he's open to a thorough investigation uh Fauci reportedly said um said this when he was questioned And Dr. Fauci says he does not mean he believes the virus first emerged in a lab, as some have suggested. He does not know anything about the three researchers at the Wuhan lab who sought hospital care in November of 2019, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, which Damon just read. Uh, The president doesn't. The president points to the fact that the origin of the virus is China. That's a fair thing to point out as As China tried to ridiculously rewrite history, ridiculously blames the coronavirus on American soldiers, this is what China is trying to do. Now, the newest position from Dr. Gloom comes after the infectious disease expert reversed his course and claimed he is not convinced the coronavirus developed naturally and its origins merit investigation.
0: Uh, Dr. uh, Scott Gottlieb was on CNBC, Cut 6G, talking about this and... um... And it's pretty funny to see the media now be very serious and talking, uh, talking about this in the last 48 hours as when President Trump brought this up or people in the media, other conservative voices who brought this up pretty quickly afterwards and said, hey, you know, who, who, why are we shutting down the idea that this could be a bioweapon? Why are we shutting down the idea that this could be deliberate? Why are we shutting down social media, big tech? Uh, people who talked about this got deplatformed all over the place back in February, March, April of 2020. Now the media, it's just funny as you'll see this clip, and I'm not picking on this girl from CNBC, but she's very serious talking about this <laughs> with uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Cut 6G, roll it.
4: The reason behind or the, you know, how, how this pandemic started is becoming more and more of an issue. Um, a new story out that suggests that there were three people from that Wuhan lab who got very sick. Um, and that kind of lends some credence to the idea that this was man-made. This was created in a lab and, and accidentally got out, not something that happened uh, in nature.
5: Right and this is consistent with the state department bulletin that said that there were some illnesses in that lab in the fall now we know that three of the people who were who were sick based on this latest report were actually hospitalized and the timing of that would put it you know sufficiently early that it, it could have triggered this epidemic there's now more and more reporting and more and more analysis that probably the first cases occurred at some point in the sort of October November timeframe. and so the timing of these infections would put it within within that realm. I think the challenge right now is that the, uh, the side of the ledger that supports the thesis that this came from a zoonotic source, from an animal source, hasn't budged. And the side of the ledger that suggests this could have come out of a lab has been continuing to grow. So people a year ago who said, well, this probably came from nature, it's really unlikely it came from a lab, maybe a year ago that kind of a statement made a lot of sense, because that was the more likely scenario. But we haven't found the intermediate host. We found no evidence of this virus in an animal anywhere. The closest um, homology we found is a pangolin outbreak that occurred in March of 2019. Um, But we haven't found the true source of the virus. And with MERS and SARS, at this point, with those outbreaks, those epidemics, we had found the intermediate host. And it's not for lack of trying. There has been an exhaustive search for what the animal host was for this virus, and it hasn't been found. So I think the, the ledger on the side of the lab continues to grow. And the question for a lot of people is going to be, when are too many coincidences too much? When does it just seem that there's too many things suggesting that this could have come out of a lab? Um, and right now, you know, there's more and more circumstantial evidence. Certainly. I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of this because unless we have a whistleblower, assuming it did come out of a lab, and I'm not saying it did, but assuming it did, unless we have a whistleblower a regime change in China, you're not going to truly find out if there are retained samples from those people who are infected in that lab. I don't think they're available anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't say,
0: and it's pretty funny that, um, you know, there's just, There was just some people that were ahead of the curve here when looking at all of this data, looking at the origins of this, looking at this idea of lockdowns, looking at the idea of masks. There was thoughtful, um, common sense people from the scientific world, some not from the scientific world, just onlookers, observers, commentators who are able to take information, look at it. And the bottom line is a lot of them were way ahead of, of, of the curve and uh they were crucified most of them for it every time they talked about one of these issues as uh either a conspiracy theorist some right-wing nut job or or uh who who knows what else on all of this and now you're starting oh when when is when is too many become a well for some of us it was a long
1: time ago <laughs> as paul would say well 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 yeah Well, that's true. Yeah. And and this is from Dr. Fauci back in May of 2020. He said, if you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. The way the mutations have naturally evolved, a number of very qualified evolutionary biologists have said everything about this stepwise evolution strongly indicates it evolved in nature and then jumped species. Uh, One more here. Saki was asked about this. Cut seven G uh roll
6: that on the origins of covid there's a new wall street journal story that three researchers at the wuhan institute of virology were hospitalized with symptoms consistent with both covid 19 and common seasonal illness in november of 2019 that's something that is apparently known to us intel officials so why isn't president biden pushing for more access more information to get to the bottom of exactly what happened
4: we are uh, and we have repeatedly called for the WHO to to support an expert-driven evaluation of the pandemic's and origins that's the <laughs> that is free from interference or <laughs> politicization. The now, there were phase one results that came through. Uh, we were not uh, during that first phase of the investigation. There was not access to data. There was not information provided. Uh, and now we're hopeful that uh, WHO can move into a more transparent, independent phase two investigation.
6: But with 589,920 dead Americans, at what point does President Biden say, we don't want to wait for the WHO, we don't know what they're doing. This needs to be an American led effort to get to the bottom of what happened.
4: Well, first of all, we need access to the underlying data and information in order to have that investigation. And,
6: and why not? But he talks all the time about how he's known President Xi for a long time. So why can't he just call and,
4: and, we need and ask them, him for that information? I think you're misunderstanding how this process
6: works. Oh, I don't think works. he is. Yeah.
4: An international investigation led by the World Health Organization is something that we've actually been pressing for for several months in coordination with a range of partners around the world. We need that data. We need that information from the chinese government what we can't do and what i would caution anyone doing is leaping ahead of an actual international process we don't have enough data and information to drum to a conclusion at this point in time
6: so is there any amount of casualties from covid in this country that would make you want to not wait for an international effort and just do it as
4: well, well I, I have to say, I think the family members of the loved ones whose lives have been lost and uh, deserve accurate information, data, not the jumping to a conclusion without having the information necessary to conclude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is she thinks she's going to get it from the WHO. That's yeah. the problem. That's what it, we're, we're, the WHO, 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 who cares? We know what the deal with the WHO is, the guy who runs that deal. That's the problem. And it's just, these are the same people, by the way, when Trump, was talked to, when Trump talked about getting into there early to try to get into the lab and he couldn't get into China, he couldn't send people there, We tried to send people there. These are the same people who jumped all over him. And now, whoa, yeah, we got to wait for the WHO.
1: We got to do this. We got to do that. Yeah, and he makes a good point. Well, if he talks to them so much, if they're such good friends, why don't you just ask him yeah. for it? Just ask him. Right, just have Joe oh, well, mumble that's... something
0: out. Hopefully it's, it's English. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's not how this works. You know, wait for...
0: W- that sound like someone who's gonna get any answers for you? Uh. I wouldn't hold my breath. Time to uh, grade some of your assignments here in class. classes, uh, classes in session. I think the winner so far is Charles Friedman, who says, honesty is the best policy. I have flunked this evening's homework assignment. <laughs> 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 I think that, that might be the winner. Uh, but we have a couple other good ones here. Um, Chrissy says, well, there to be this effort of 2021, there's a few issues of... Uh, that's pretty good, uh, sign f x says uh, i am um, uh well, where am I? you see well uh femA uh corn pop uh, uh pudding uh so that's pretty good um, there's a couple other good ones here too. I have no idea what the bleep I am, where the bleep I am, or what the bleep I'm talking about. that's pretty good too. So, uh, some good answers coming in so far on, um, is this English? Um, gee, should we let him hear it one more time? All right. Let's do let's one more time here. Is this English Joe Biden episode eight? Roll it.
3: But, uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning, uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh. I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help; us, we they're, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads, rebuild uh, main streets, uh, and so that the families can get back to their lives. Uh, that's what FEMA does every single day. What? It's probably news
0: to news to FEMA, <laughs> but that's good to know. So
1: yeah, it's it's actually on their creed. Like if you walk into the building, it's written up there. What he just said, Beth was pretty close. I was looking at Beth's here. She
0: says, but um, there's you know there's to be you know a beginning, and it was kind of lining up what he was saying. Uh, so she's pretty close. So uh, some yeah, but what did-
1: does it mean?
0: Well, that's a, please. We don't have nine hours to do a show. We've only got two. But so the people have come in here with some pretty good answers so far. So, all right, let's do some news. More news here with Rick Delgado. What else is going on?
1: Well, there's a bunch going on. Of course, uh, your favorite—I uh, want to say your favorite governor was on display over the weekend. I guess you may have heard this. Maybe you didn't. If you have social media, maybe you caught a picture of her. Uh, Michigan Whitmer's up. Uh, Michigan Governor Whitmer apologizes after a photo emerges on social media. Oops, what are they talking about? Well, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the embattled Michigan Democrat who was hit who was hit with a recent ethics complaint after allegedly ex- accepting a discounted private jet trip to Florida while cautioning residents against leaving the state, apologized on Sunday after a photo emerged that appeared to show her disregarding her own social distancing guidelines at a bar in the state. Hmm. The Detroit Free Press reported that the photo showed the governor with a large group at the Land Shark Bar and Grill, oh. which is in East Lansing. It's not good. Large group. No, yep. no, no, no. The paper pointed out that the group was unmasked. Oh, mm, no, 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 no. And there seemed to be no social distancing. Oh, boy. Yes, where where they normally have to sit six feet apart. And at the max, six people are allowed to be uh, around the same table. Yesterday, she said, I went with friends to a local restaurant. As more people arrived, the tables were pushed together because we were all vaccinated. Ah. We didn't stop and think about it. In retrospect, oh. I should have thought about it. I am human. I made a mistake and I apologize. Let's
0: hear directly from the governor, Cut11, on what she has to say here and her own words, G, roll it. So I'll just
7: say this, you know, I um, I put out a statement. I wrote that statement. It mm. is, you know, it was an, an honest mistake and sure. I I have apologized for it. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that we have specifically not, gone forward and penalized businesses that are trying oh, to do the right thing no. it's those that have flouted and put people's safety oh, yeah. at risk that sure. um, like you it. know are the most concerning but you know, I don't know that there's a, a lot more for me to add at this point in time other than those uh, former Spartans or I guess you're Spartan for life who know the establishment should be aware that it's now a restaurant and they have pretty good pizza
0: this evil Woman, I came in to say what I want to say. <laughs> the, 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 the height of hypocrisy coming from Ava Perone here is so infuriating that she gets up there and, and that's, that's what she thinks is, gets her off of this. That excuse. This is someone who's, when, when, you, when you were locked down in Michigan, she sent her husband to their, to their uh, second home because she said he had to rake the leaves. Meanwhile, none of you could travel. But her husband was able to travel to their uh, whatever other house in the woods there because she claimed that he had to rake
5: the leaves. What do you think is less believable, her sincerity, or that they have good pizza there?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's also a very good point. Uh, But I think her sincerity by far takes the cake. Then she takes this trip, um, and now this. And it's just pure in-your-face, unadulterated, uh, rules for thee, but not for me. And she doesn't give a damn. She knows she's, gonna, she knows she's going to get caught, and she knows that it's not going to matter. She will not live by the rules she wants you to live by, as, wa- as will not Nancy Pelosi when she goes to the salon to get her hair done and not wear a mask as is the governor of California when he goes to a fancy French restaurant with 12 friends sitting around the table uh and and there's many other examples the Cuomo's the Cuomo's the Pennsylvania the health and human secretary assistant secretary now got her mother out of uh the COVID place while they were sending others in uh Pritzker in Illinois I'm pretty sure he's you know that his whole family is into ho- they're into hotels. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars they're worth in the hotels. They, they've been traveling, so it's all rules for thee, but not for me. And it's right in your face. And they're arrogant enough to think, uh, well, first of all, their party, their supporters, their party don't even I, I don't even know if they care. They, well, well. you know, well, okay, we'll, we'll we'll stay in our house if you tell us. So, you know, the sheep. But they just—they just know. Even oh, if I get caught, I'll just get up there and say something, you know. They have good pizza, and I'll, <laughs> and that'll be it. And that'll be it. One of the most—just mo- one of the more reprehensible people that there ever has been is uh, G- Gretchen Whitmer.
1: You know what's amazing too is that I don't think anybody could have told you the Michigan governor's name prior to this whole pandemic i don't think anybody knew i never heard of her until this whole thing until you 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 started showing her to us
0: no clue i'll tell you the first time i heard about her she gave the response to i believe the one of trump's state of the unions i don't know if it was his last one or his third one but she gave the response and it the response was so awful that I thought to myself, who is this? <laughs> talking about potholes and driving and tires and cars in Michigan. And I was like, who is this? This is the worst response I've ever heard. That's my, that was the first time I even knew who she was. And it was love at first sight. So if you want to hear the arrogance I'm talking about, here's a little more from Ava Perone today. Roll that, G
3: a lot of the response I've heard over the last 24 hours has been "rules for thee, not for me. And uh, now we're relaxing some rules. we're a month away from everything being lifted. Is there a worry that there's going to be a pushback and just people are going to let go right away?
7: Eric, uh, over the last year and a half we've seen there's always a pushback, right? In this environment there is no making everyone happy on any issue doing the best that we can, following the science to make sure that we keep people safe.
1: She's doing none of that. <laughs> you didn't even she have to wave your done, hands she, at that yeah, one. He knows.
0: She, <laughs> she's done none of that. She's followed no science. She's a tyrant. She wants to continue to be a tyrant. She has looked for every excuse on the day 28 of her 20-day, 20 28-day emergency powers to extend those. And she's done it over and over and over and over again. Where did she get her hair done, by the way? Can we find out? Can we get a whistleblower to, to, to come out and tell us that she's been going to a salon all this time or something? I'd like to know. Yeah, she probably has.
1: Yeah. Where's she been getting her
0: hair done on the DL?
1: And I love the fact that they threw it in her face, the uh, rules for thee, not for me quote. Because it, it, it really is appropriate when, when you're talking about someone like her.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the, you know, no one will get in her face about it. And say, how arrogant do you think you can be? This is the third thing now. Oh, do you, I, I've heard from other people. It's not, you know, it's the media. It's, yeah. it's just a bunch of sycophants. They're just pathetic. Just pathetic, so. But that's her. But that's why, hopefully, if there's a God in heaven, she's going to lose. And lose big. And uh, my preference would be the Tudor Dixon. But it's going to be a tough race. Yeah, going to be some good candidates yeah. in there.
1: John James is running, I believe, right? If she wins...
0: If she wins, I, 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 I'm not even sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what that would, what, what, what would that mean? What, what, what world are we live in if she wins? What, what's going on in Michigan? If she wins,
1: then... People if, just want to, they're just into self-torture? What, what is it? That, then that has to, if, if that doesn't prove any type of election fraud, then I don't know what does, because she hasn't gotten any good press in the last year and a half. Well, we'll see. So. All right, what else? Speaking of uh, governors, let's go to your favorite governor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He just signed legislation today that cracks down on social media censorship and how big tech gathers user information. The bill imposes a daily $250,000 fine on media companies that suspend the accounts of political candidates and requires companies to be transparent with their content moderation practices. He said, and I quote, one of their major missions seems to be suppressing ideas that are either inconvenient to the narrative or which they personally disagree with, the governor said. Uh, leading conservatives, Republicans, including former President Trump and others, have repeatedly argued that the platforms like Facebook and Twitter censor censor, and block their content. DeSantis signed the bill at Florida Atlantic Florida International University of Miami with free speech activists, including Project Veritas James O'Keefe, by his side. The legislation was introduced at the state Senate on April 1st and altered and approved by both chambers on April the 29th. So that's some good news coming out of Florida. And, and again, he, he, was, uh, he said more that social media platforms that unfairly censor, shadow ban deplatform, platform or apply post prioritization algorithms to Florida candidates, Florida users, Florida residents are not acting in good faith. The state has a substantial interest in protecting its residents from inconsistent and unfair actions by social media platforms
0: i um I watched the Governor today I have a clip of the Governor not when he's talking specifically about this, but I did watch his whole um this whole press conference he, t- he didn't take any really any any questions, but he had some other speakers there they did f- focus a lot on this but he he gave a really wonderful opening about the Constitution, the founders of the country, what they were afraid of, and then he actually commented on some of what we've talked about here now or one when it comes to coronavirus and the media and um social media twitter facebook youtube and what happened as people were talking about this back last year and he had some very thoughtful in my mind some very good questions about what should happen now as this gains more steam about it not being uh, an accident so we're going to do sports and then i'm going to play you governor DeSantis, at the top of hour two Live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. Lots more to do on a Monday. We'll be back right up to this.
1: from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Monday night, getting ready for uh, hour number two. But before we do that, of course, we have to go to Rick Amirati,
2: who has got sports to round out the hour. Rick, big weekend, huh? Big weekend, Rick D. Unbelievable. So NHL action. Uh, right now, I'm going to give you some scores before I get back to the weekend and recall. Are, are
1: you going to are you going jinx your team if you say anything? Uh. Mm. We'll see. (laughs) Hey, they tied it. I saw they tied it up on
2: Saturday, so I was like, all right, Rick and Paul are going to have a good weekend. They, 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 the Islanders came back. They tied it up in the Coliseum. However, right now they're being outshot, thirty-two to fourteen. Uh, they're in the second intermission, heading into the third period shortly. With the Penguins leading two to one in Pittsburgh. So, big pivotable game. Uh, the fifth game is always the big pivot because then all the pressure falls on the losing team to have to win the last two, which is, uh, we, as we know in any sport, very, very difficult. So, two to one Penguins over the Islanders right now. Uh, speaking of two to one, Maple Leafs lead the Canadians two to one. That's late second period in Montreal, and the Lightning 1-0 over the Panthers as the Lightning, the defending world champion Tampa Bay Lightning, looked to close out the series tonight. They're up three games to one. Uh, later this evening, the Oilers visit the Jets in Winnipeg. That's a 9.45 puck drop, and then the Wild go out to Vegas for the Golden Knights, and that's a 10.30 puck drop. NBA action. Busy weekend in the NBA. By the way, did you see LeBron? He didn't win that game one against the no. Suns. Nice. 99.90.
1: Evan so. Booker and the Suns,
2: they they kind of they kind of you know kind of took over that game. They did good. Well, they're the number two seed. I think the Lakers are going to have a tough time. And the, their run, very well, may be over. But, you know, as you say, it's tough to count LeBron out. Right. Um, so we'll see. And the Sixers, the number one seed in the uh, East, beat the Wizards 125-118. And uh, the Jazz, uh, who were the number one team in the NBA and in the West and the overall winner of the season, lost to the Grizzlies 112-109. in a bit of an upset there. The Grizzlies were a playing team. So Memphis, who's a 25,000-to-1 shot. Shot to win the <laughs> NBA title, not bad. huh? You got to lay a hundred bucks to win twenty-five grand if they win. So some people make that bet. Yeah, um, really. Just one game in action tonight, uh, right now, and that's the Bucks leading the Heat. Uh, in a, they're dominating the Heat, I should say. It's seventy to forty-five with about two minutes to go in the second. Giannis has fifteen, and uh, Bryn Forbes also, uh, Brian Forbes has, has nineteen for the Bucks. So uh, wow. Bucks seem to really be dominating that game. Plus, they're at home and they lead the series one. Nothing. Milwaukee's another really, really tough number three seed, and uh, they're going to have something to say in the East as well. Yeah,
1: but, but the Heat, they went to the finals last year.
2: Yeah, the Heat, they just, yeah. I know they, they played well, but they're having a real they having a tough uh, tough series. Uh, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. And uh, game two uh, later on tonight, 10 p.m. Tip. Uh, the Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers, go out to Denver to take on the Nuggets. Portland is up one nothing. So Damon Lillard looking to put his team up over the top two nothing there on the road. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the uh, earlier game scores for you in the next segment. Right. MLB action uh, earlier today. The Rays blew out the Blue Jays, 14 to eight. That's a final. Uh, Phillies and Marlins two. Two, tied top 6th uh, bottom of the 5th Tigers lead the Indians 3-2 to top of the 6th out in uh, New York Rockies 3 nothing over the Mets uh, Brewers 2 nothing over the Padres that's in the top of the 4th Orioles and Twins tied at 1 in the 4th Bottom of the second, Cardinals and uh, White Sox. Nothing, nothing. And uh, 940 is the last game tonight. First pitch with the Mariners and the Athletics. So let's go to Phil Mickelson. Absolutely, not only the story of the weekend and the story of the month, could end up ultimately being story of the year. Unbelievable. The Ageless Wonder Mickelson wins the PGA to be the oldest champ in history. This is an AP report from Kiwa Island in South Carolina. And uh, the pandemonium closed in around Phil Mickelson as he walked toward the 18th green at Kiwa Island, where thousands upon thousands of euphoric fans wanted the piece of the history he delivered Sunday in the PGA Championship. For all the thrills and spills that have defined his 30 years of pure theater, his latest act gave Mickelson his own place in the game. A major champion at age 50, the oldest in the 161 years of major golf championship. Uh, That final walk toward a two-shot victory was as much stress as he faced over the final hour, and it was a bit scary until Mickelson emerged out of the masses and flashed a thumbs up. Mickelson never thought he was too old to win again, much less a major. He just didn't have much evidence on his side until the remarkable four days at Kiwa Island, uh, where he kept his nerve and delivered all the right shots for the sixth Major and by far the most surprising. He made two early birdies with the magical wedge game that never left him and then let a cast of challenges fall too far behind in catching him in the shifting wind off the Atlantic. Boy, sounds like a story here. Uh, a real, <laughs> a real uh, summer poem. Uh, Mickelson closed with a 1 over 73 to win by two over Brooks Kepka and Louis Oswusen. Uh, one of the moments I'll cherish my entire life, Mickelson said. I don't know how to describe the feeling of excitement and fulfillment and accomplishment to do something of this magnitude when very few people thought I could. Um, You know, Phil Mickelson actually had to get a special exemption to even play in the tournament. He hadn't won a major in two years, which is just absolutely incredible. Almost feeling like he knew something was up because uh, destiny was on his side. Love Phil Mickelson, great sportsman. Um, You know, really cute story about his mom who was tweeting his sister, and I know this went viral, uh, but his sister Tina uh, got a tweet from the mother uh, saying, uh, Phil Mickelson's sister Tina revealed the conversation she was having with their mother as Lefty was wrapping up a historic PGA Championship victory. I got this from Ryan Gatos of Fox News. Uh, Tina Mickelson tweeted Sunday night the text message she got from their mom, Mary. She, her mom said, Tina, text Philip and tell him to just par in. Don't hit bombs or activate calves. Just par. They will have to catch him. He won't listen to his mother, so you text him. Uh, hurry, Mary Mickelson wrote. Uh, Tina responded, I'll text him. He's the only one Phil is listening to today. And Tim Mickelson, of course, is the uh, caddy for his brother. And uh, he passed along the information. So how about that from mom there? Uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit of family working in there and uh, destiny for Phil. What a fantastic story. Absolutely love it. Um, so, you know, we wish him well. But it, what, what's amazing
1: is that you would think as, as long as he's been around, And to hear it's only his sixth, and, you know, uh, how many guys have more than, like, one major? But still, you would think that someone like him, you would put him up, you know, in the double digits.
2: But he really only has six, which proves how hard these majors are to win. Yeah, well, he's always been in the shadow of Tiger to a degree. You know, I I guess he relished it when uh, him and Tom Brady were able to uh... Take on Tiger, and I guess it was a Barkley that they played, right, in that tournament? That was a lot of fun. I was thinking about that and never thinking that Phil Mickelson would really be taken seriously again. And boy, was I proven wrong, and I don't know there's too many people that had him in Vegas winning that one. Yeah, he became the oldest major championship. He's 50 years old, 11 months and 7 days. I have to tell you, I tweeted out a congratulations to him. I want to thank Susan Riesma. Uh, I was actually on a call for seven hours, believe it or not, on this Prince thing. And I actually missed the end of that, unfortunately. She reminded me, I'm like, oh, I better tweet out a congratulations. It was the most likes I've gotten in any of my (laughs) tweets ever. So a lot of people love Phil. Great sportsman. Great to see him win. And uh, real quick, Rick, pro bull riders this weekend. uh, The PBR, bad boy, Moa's Invitational, presented by Union Home Mortgage, Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena down in Jacksonville. Florida with all our Patriots down there. The event winner was Cooper Davis uh, with a winning ride score of 91 and three quarter points. And the high mark bull was Detroit lean. Detroit lean. Boy, I wonder if he knew Ava Peron. Uh, winning bull score with 45 and a half points. Uh, by the numbers, uh, uh, believe it or not, uh, Kaiki uh, Pacheco is back on top. Uh, he just leapfrogged uh, Jose Lemay and picked up uh, picked him by 16 and a half points. So uh, he had a good uh, ranking. He was fourth. Uh, Jose Lemore, who was the rain champ going in there. Uh, he had two two outs, so he didn't make it too well. So, you know, we'll keep an eye, but uh, PBR, good action this weekend. All and right. uh, Chase Elliott won the uh, shortened NASCAR Cup Series uh, in Austin. Uh, Chase Elliott managed the slipping and sliding, the standing water, and the poor visibility that made it hard for drivers to see just a few feet in front of them. This was an a- AP report, Rick. And uh, when NASCAR's debut at the Circuit of the uh, Americas ended early because of poor racing conditions in the rain, Elliott had earned not just his first victory of the season, but also his Historic one's for Hendrick Motorsports and Chevrolet. Uh, this was Chevrolet's 800th win for the company and 268th for Hendrick Motorsports. So uh, anyway, Elliot was followed by teammates Kyle Lawson and uh, Joey Logano. Wet, washy weekend. Uh, but, you know, anyway, down in Austin. So That's a wrap in sports. I know we got to wrap it. All right. you got it, Rick. Well, thank you
1: very much. That wraps the first hour here on a Monday night, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We've got hour number two. We've got some uh, crazy towns coming up. From what she says, hey, they're pretty good. Uh, So we look forward to that. Also, more of your emails trying to describe if if this is English coming from Joe Biden and a whole lot more. So stay there. Thanks for watching. Hour number two up next right here, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice.
0: Hour two, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Monday, getting the week started. Rick Delgado's here doing the news. Paul's off tonight, and he's off Wednesday night, too, I believe. The Islanders <laughs> play both nights, guaranteed, Rick? Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay, Rick Amorati's here uh, as a real cast member of the show who doesn't have to uh, bag out when the Islanders are playing. Uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick Amorati's here doing do sports. Geo Friend holding it down. Glad you're here. Getting good responses on our homework assignment on uh, is this English from Joe Biden. Of course, I've got a couple who really the essence of really winning and giving the right answer um, would be the one that said, I told you, I think it was Charles was the gentleman's name who said, I have failed tonight's assignment. I give up. <laughs> and then really the winner is um, one that I saw. I don't know whose the name is, but the um, they said, Damon, the true answer is. Well, it's Doris. Doris said, well, Damon, the correct answer is no. This is not English. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) Wow, it was that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. The answer is no. It's gibberish from a a dementia patient. That's what it is. (laughs) So, well, uh, someone who speaks, and I can understand very clearly every time he does, is the governor of Florida, and as Rick mentioned in hour one, he gave a press conference today about signing this legislation in uh, about... Uh, big tech and protecting uh, Floridians from, from them and giving them the ability to, uh, well, I guess, pursue legal action if the, if if necessary. But before he got to a lot of that, he gave what I thought was a really good opening kind of statement about the founding of the country, the founders, what they were afraid of, the Constitution, the attacks on liberty. And then he also mentioned as we've talked about here, this growing story about the origins of COVID-19 and how big tech played their hand there and maybe what their hand should be now. So here's the governor of Florida, roll that G.
8: When the founding fathers uh, established our country uh, and, and crafted the constitution, they were very concerned with threats to liberty, primarily Uh, emanating from government power, and and they believe concentrations of power uh, inevitably would lead to people's liberties being curtailed. So they designed a constitution that had separation of powers, checks and balances, and it was designed to create a government that could do the things that you needed a government to do, but did it in a way that was as safe as possible and had as many different checks along the way and balances so that you didn't have an accumulation of power in one part of the government. Um, and I think that they were very smart about that. And obviously, uh, we've seen other societies that have not had those protections. Uh, the results have inevitably been disastrous. We are now, though, in a situation where we have things that I think were probably unforeseen by the founding fathers, um, whereas they established a First amendment to protect people's freedom of speech religion and association from government overreach uh, we now have a situation in which some of these massive massive companies uh, in silicon valley are exerting a power over our population uh, that really has no precedent in american history and i would suggest the monopolies today, these big tech monopolies, are exerting way more influence over our society than the monopolies of the early tw- earliest 20th century, which led to antitrust and a lot of trust busting. And so we're in a situation here where these platforms have become our public square. Uh, Floridians and other Americans go on these platforms to be able to share ideas. Heck, um, you go back to the beginning of these platforms, they actually were very liberating because you had corporate media, those legacy outlets that many Americans grew to distrust, and rightfully so, Um, they no longer had the monopoly on information. You could actually go around the legacy media, share information on these platforms, uh, and that was very, very positive for millions and millions of Americans. And actually it was a, a little too positive and the powers that be didn't like that. And so I think what we've seen in recent years is a shift away from internet platforms, social media platforms, from really being liberating forces to now being enforcers of orthodoxy. And so their primary mission or one of their major missions seems to be suppressing ideas that are either inconvenient to the narrative or that which they uh, personally disagree with. And you think about some of the things that are in the news just most recently. Of the last however many decades, you know, some of the major issues that we've had to deal with, I would say two of the major issues when people look back on this period will be the efficacy of coronavirus lockdowns and the origin of the coronavirus in Wuhan, China. Now we have information that this very well may have emanated from the Wuhan lab that it was a it was a leak from the lab but you remember when people last year were raising that as something that needed to be investigated they were deplatformed for talking about uh the lab leak they were censored for having said that and now Even Fauci admits that this may be something that very well um, is the case. Are they gonna now censor Fauci and pull him down off social media? So this shows you um, because corporate media said it was a conspiracy theory at the outset, um, these big tech oligarchs responded to that pulled down instead of having an honest debate about something that's very, very important. Clearly, it's going to affect our relationship with China if this was something that leaked from a lab uh, and they immediately covered it up. We know they did cover up regardless. But certainly from that very beginning, it's a crucial, crucial thing for the American people to know big tech, they wanted to, to shut down debate over that. You also go back to March, April of 2020, anyone posting criticisms of lockdowns, those things were taken down. They were censored, but now we stand here and look at Florida you know, we're open and people flock here because they understand it's better to live in freedom. The places that locked down and followed those policies that were basically advocated by Silicon Valley, you know, they've had a lot of problems, high unemployment, high crime, higher per capita COVID mortality, the list goes on and on. So these are major, major issues. And I would say those lockdowns have ruined millions of people's lives all around this country. Wouldn't it have been good to have a full debate on that? Um, in our public square, but that was not what, what Silicon Valley wanted to do. So, this is a big problem, and, and we, we don't even need to get into the election interference that we see from Silicon Valley on major issues uh, that deserve robust debate. Silicon Valley is, ans- is acting as a council of censors. Um, they cancel people. When mobs come after somebody, they will pull them down. They shadow ban people, which creates partisan echo chambers. And honestly, they are some of the major reasons why this country is divided for, for doing what they're doing. And the worst part about this, Silicon Valley thinks they know better than you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's, just, that's just spot on, on all of it, including the Fauci angle, which may seem like a, a negligible point. Like, oh, yeah, come on. They're going to – but, yeah, what about it now? Is, now, it's, now it's hip to be uh, square, as they say? Now it's okay to be into the, well, this may not have been. Uh, people were on this a long time ago and raised at least the idea of, well, shouldn't we find out that this is not lab created? This was this is maybe not even an accident. You know, there's still that point too. Now you're hearing, oh, this could have been created in a lab. But they're, they're not taking the extra step to say not only could it have been created in a lab, but how do we know it was released as an accident at this point? Shouldn't it all be on the table? You would think. Yep. But here's the problem. The problem is we have all the wrong people to deal with this at this point. All the wrong people. You hear Genzakey? They're never going to get any information about it. And if they did, by the way, they still wouldn't be. Able to, they wouldn't do anything about it because Biden's <laughs> with all of our enemies. They're just sitting there laughing at this old fool. So he's not going to do anything about it.
1: Well, especially when you have the media, like uh, New York Times' Maggie Haberman, blaming the Trump administration. She Blaming, blaming Trump because of uh, he made this instantly political. Said this today, weighing in on the mounting evidence that suggested that COVID-19 originated at the Wuhan Institute of Viro- Virology. Dr. Fauci even said he was not convinced. And according to Haberman, it's President Trump's fault. And former Secretary of State Mike, Mike Pompeo are to blame for the theory immediately being shot down by the media because they burn their own credibility over and over again. So they're looking for, they're looking for a scapegoat now. Right. It's like, well, we got fooled. You know, He made us think this. The boogeyman. Orange man bad. He made us think this. That's why we couldn't, we couldn't uh, take it seriously. The lab leak. Yeah,
0: well, only someone who writes for the New York Times could come up with that, because the point is, he was right. The point is, is, your job is to actually go out and try to figure, do some reporting on it. But you guys are also in the tank for the other side, and all you wanted to do was how to get Trump every day. You didn't want to do any reporting. You didn't want to give it any credence. You didn't want to go look into it. You didn't want to have an open mind. So that, that's lame, which that, that, that excuse is lame and stupid.
1: Well, let's see. Uh, and so
0: is she lame and stupid. And so is the paper. <laughs> that's the wouldn't New York wrap, times. Wouldn't wrap fish in that paper.
1: You know, it's another interesting angle on this, and, and I've heard this discussed, and I read a little bit about this, was the 2019 Military World Games. You ever hear of this? This is a competition between, you no. know, basically they send every every country in the military, they send their best athletes to compete. Um, guess where that was held last year? I that was year? called the Olympics. No, this is, this is just for the military members. Oh. The 2019 Military World Games was held in October, mid-October, in Wuhan, China. I knew it. <laughs> That's interesting. When you've got 110 countries sending athletes to this city. When did they send them there? Uh, it was October of 2019.
0: Why is that interesting,
1: though? Am I not getting... That correlates with the dates of what we're talking about in terms of when, when this coronavirus, quote-unquote, was uh, leaked or purposely dropped out. And, and China's made the connection of saying, well, it was the American military that actually infected us when they came here. For those games? Yeah. I've never heard that. Really? Well, it, now you but have.
0: That, what does that mean? That's the thing. I'm on last to find out anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, that could be another angle because people have talked about this too as well because it happened right around that time. Same time, you've got all these participating nations, like I said, 110 countries, 9,308 athletes participated in these games in the second half of October 2019 in
0: Wuhan. I mean, here's the bottom line. Think about President 45, Trump, and think about the current President Biden. Who do you think? If all the information was out, it was no doubt, it was created in a lab, whether it's accident or not an accident, even if we find out it was, which we never will, we, even if we found out it was released on purpose, if, if we find uh, the phone call with she on the phone going, release it, <laughs> if we have that, do you think Biden's going to do anything about it? Who do you think would have hand, handled this situation? Do you think Biden's going to do anything about it? Do you think Tony Blinkton's going to do anything about it? He's sitting across the. He's getting slapped around already from the Chinese at the table.
9: Yeah, but what What do you think
0: they're going to do? Oh, yeah, we could send Kamal over. That would be very
1: effective. He's doing great work on the border.
0: Yeah, pull her away from the border. Oh, no, she's not there. Right, 17 past the hour live from studio 6b let's do a crazy town here g we got a couple to get to then we'll do some news let's do biden uh hit, hit the crazy town <laughs> everything <'cause>, is <laughs> because uh i'm into g- i'm into the g5 i like i like to get fractional ownership in a g5 and it sounds like biden was talking about g5 so let's uh let's see what it is roll it
3: Hello, everyone. And uh, but today not only been an affirmation of our shared history of sacrifice that binds Republic Korea and North and North uh, excuse me and uh, the United States together. Where the hell are we? Our alliance has long been the linchpin of peace, security, prosperity and the region growing more prominent and us being together. And I thank again the president for that agreement. Today, we made important progress on a range of issues. We spoke about the shared approach of the Democratic, shared approach to the Democratic People's Republic, and we can scale up, so we can scale up global vaccine vaccine supplies. This includes everything from strengthening our cybersecurity to deepening our cooperation to build out an open, secure G5 network. 5G network, I should say. <laughs> we talking about the G5. It's another organization. Another organization? an organization, Mr. President. Our it's people to plain. people and cultural connections are only growing. And uh, K-pop fans are universal. you say corn pop? I can tell those who laugh know what I'm talking about. anyway i'll get back to that later and what i'm convinced of is that we can now move as i had did even before i was able to negotiate well i shouldn't before the ceasefire was negotiated that i made it clear that and i'm prepared to put together and i'm going to attempt to put together a major package with of uh, other nations who share our view, to rebuild the homes and without re-engaging, without providing Hamas the opportunity to rebuild their weapon system, rebuild the uh, the, the Gaza, uh, re, 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 rebuild Gaza. Well, I get to the next question, huh? <laughs> I like to ask the press a question. A uh, I
4: have one question about North Korea and one question about Israel.
3: We've changed this one question thing, haven't we? <laughs> what I never do is I never make a judgment what a man or woman is gonna do or not do based on what they said. But what I would not do is I would not do what had been done in the recent past. I would not give him all that he's looking for is uh, national, international recognition, as legitimate and, uh, and say and give them what allowed him to move in the direction of appearing to be more uh, How can I say it? More serious about what (laughs) What he wasn't a little serious. No fucking idea. (laughs) Thank you. Can you say it? Look at the prime minister. What the hell is this guy talking about? Over the remainder of 2021, we're we're going to be able to vaccinate every American. We have enough. We have enough vaccine to vaccinate every American. Period. Right now, and we're going to be able to do that by the midsummer. I don't believe. I never have believed that there's a large percentage of Americans who will not take the vaccine.
6: Time for one more,
3: If you're not asking me a mean one like you usually do.
6: <laughs> President Obama says that there is footage and uh, records of objects in the skies, these unidentified aerial phenomenon, and he says we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is?
3: I would ask him again. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Oh. Come on, boss, let's go. <laughs> this guy is, he's like, I didn't ask any uh, questions. What about me? <laughs> Did he say, come on, boss, let's
2: go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I, I would love to oh. have... um. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I would love he's to have wandering.
0: seen who was... um given the Japanese prime minister this <laughs> in his ear. <laughs> yeah. the, oh, Korea. What, what was it? Korea. Oh, President Moon. Yeah. Uh, President Moon, South Korea. Oh, not the prime minister. Um, who was given uh, President Moon the um, translation? I would love to have been able to see her or him in the moment of listening, trying to listen to that and translate it into something that made sense to him. And I would have loved to have gotten a solo shot of his face as he's listening to what he thinks is coming through. (laughs) Because, man, that is... That's tough. That's tough, is right. All right, let's do some news here with uh, Rick Delgado, uh, which will be in English that you can understand. What's going on, Mr. Delgado?
1: Well, uh, the Justice Department Civil Rights Division is not moving to shut down the Arizona Senate audit in Maricopa County's 2020 general election just yet. This is from Just the News. A former lawyer in the division's voting section wants to keep it that way, urging Senate President Karen Fan to resist the quote-unquote non-existent federal authority asserted by Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General. That's a lot of titles. Uh, Pamela Carlin earlier this month, and I quote, conducting an audit of a past election does not violate the Voting Rights Act or any other federal election law. J. Christian Adams wrote, may Seventh as president and general counsel of the Public Interest Legal Foundation and Election Integrity Group, um, this is largely saber rattling, in my opinion. He told uh, Justin News uh, earlier today. Whether or not Arizona capitulates, I cannot predict. Considering that most states usually do, it was not. It was not. Unexpected they would rattle. Uh, the Supreme Court in 2013 threw out the Justice Department's pre clearance requirement for state voting law changes and it could green light further limitations in a brief case about Arizona restrictions on provisional and absentee ballots. Adams worked on voting rights cases. In the George W. Bush administration, his letter to Fan is dripping with contempt for Carlin, whom he accuses of false claims about his own work and partisan effort with the law. Of course, they're talking about the uh, audit of the Maricopa County election for 2020 that is currently going on. I guess it restarted today. Uh, this week, four House Republicans accused Carlin of trying to intimidate Fan. That is the Senate Republican in charge of the audit and cribbing her talking points with leftist groups that demanded federal intervention in the audit. So basically what they're saying is that the federal government has no jurisdiction over what is going on in Maricopa County as the audit continues. Florida's Matt Gates, Arizona's Andy Biggs and Paul Gosser and Georgia's Marjorie Taylor Green may have uh, been spooked by fans' disclosure that the Senate had previously shelved the plan opposed by Carlin, canvassing voters in precincts with high numbers of anomalies. It's unclear what effect Carlin's warning letter has had on the audit, whether DOJ will take further action, or if the two sides have even communicated in the past two weeks. So there you have that. Again, uh, I guess the federal government trying to uh, put a little scare into the people doing the vote in Maricopa County and doing the. Um, The Arizona election audit that is currently going on there. Anything you want to chime in with that? Nope. Nope. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Major legal setback. Again, this is from just the news for Biden to halt the deportation orders of illegal immigrants. As Texas court win strikes a blow against uh, President Biden's. immigration policies. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson sued and the 100-day pause was enjoined by a federal judge. Because the 100-day period in question has expired, the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Texas Southern Division dismissed the case, DHS said in a statement. It does not intend to extend or reinstate a policy requiring a pause on the execution of final orders for removal of any non-citizens. Basically, this is a big win for Texas And the nation, Paxson said in response, sent a clear message to the Biden administration that they will not be able to violate federal immigration law and endanger the lives of Texans. This administration's failed policies have only exacerbated the crisis at our southern border and further exhausted the regular duties of our law enforcement officers under President Joe Biden. ICE carried out the lowest number of monthly deportations on record in April, while illegal border crossings reached a 20-year high. Ugh. But don't worry, he got eight million votes. Doing a great job.
0: All right, another crazy town. A couple more good uh, clips. I have an Ami Horowitz piece tonight that you're probably not going to believe, as with most of his pieces. Tonight's might take the cake, though. 30 minutes past the hour live from studio 6b a couple things here um i do want to get to let's go cut 10g for something a little different just not going to spend a lot of time on this but i think this again i watch the sunday show so that you all don't have to because well you have standards and so i watch them and um this is one of the sunday shows this is george will Ugh. and uh this is what george will said roll that
2: Or something going forward on this January 6th commission. It's kind of hard to believe it's even controversial. Well, it's controversial for For one
0: reason. Why is it it hard to believe that it's even controversial, George? Because some of us don't buy into the nonsense that you all spewing that somehow the president incited an insurrection at the Capitol. Instead, there was just some knuckleheads who uh, thought, I don't know what. Quite frankly, I still don't know what they thought they were going to accomplish. But just because some of us don't buy into your narrative that you and George Will and the media have pushed about that day and the president's role in it, Liz Cheney and such, it's hard to believe that we don't trust Nancy Pelosi to run a... Uh, and this party that tried to impeach the president twice on nonsense, that they're going to run a, um, a commission... To get to the bottom of what happened, we don't trust that? That's hard to believe? No, I, I think not. I think it's not hard to believe. Go ahead, G
3: reason we have something new in american history that is a political party defined by the terror it feels for its own voters that's the republican party right now every elected official is frightened of his voters therefore doesn't respect his voters doesn't like his voters and is afraid that a vote for this will be seen as an insult to the 45th president mcconnell has a point There are going to be lots of investigations <laughs> journalists are going to go through this there are 450 some Criminal charges now being brought with 100 more probably to come. So there's going to be lots of information about this. I would like to see January 6th as burned into the American mind as firmly as 9-11 because it was that scale of, of shock to the system. Okay, so
0: just please shut him up. And I think That is one of the more inane, insane, stupid, asinine comments I've maybe ever heard. That somehow January 6th should be burned into the American people's mind on the same scale of 9-11, where Al-Qaeda attacked the United States after months of planning, killed 3,000 plus people, brought down two buildings, the two biggest structures in New York City, the center the beacon of the financial center of America, flew a plane into the Pentagon, set it on fire, took down four, I believe, commercial airliners, and George Will thinks that a hundred knucklehead thugs who thought they were going to, I don't know what, running into the Capitol, where the only person killed was by Capitol Police... And there was a few deaths, I believe, outside, and that's not excusable, and I'm not making light of it, but the idea that somehow these two are on the same scale is beyond my ability to even argue the point. It's so stupid that anyone would argue that or believe it. Nobody approves of what these people did on January 6th. It's appalling. But the idea that somehow this is on the same or even remotely the same as September 11th, 2001, is beyond
9: stupid. And it's nonsense like that that you can't even.
0: I mean, you just can't even take these people seriously because when, the, when they, they propagandize to that extreme. Did you see this when he said that?
1: Yeah. I actually, for some stupid reason, I did have it on. And it, it, it's the kind of thing that makes you want to pull your shoe off and throw it at the TV. Um, but You know, I don't even know. If, I, I understand
0: what you're saying. I, I just... Because I don't even know if that's true. It, it it it
1: it gets you so angry because it's like it, it, it you know what it is. It's it's the left's way. And George will. Let's face it. He's a leftist. Don't 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 let them say. Oh, well, he's a Republican. He's not. He is a leftist. If he's saying something like that, it's because he's on. He's he's of the same mind of. Hey, let's call Trump a Nazi. Let's call him Hitler. Let's make it so extreme. And that's what they do. And this is this is the the leftist Marxist tactic. Make it so extreme and point it out and try to equate those two. So you are just as disgust. They try to make that emotional connection. That's all this is about. They don't care about if it's factually correct. If, oh, well, you know, we kind of saw police leading people in. Oh, yeah, we did see that, didn't we? We keep seeing more and more of these these videos coming out. Uh, But no, no, no. Listen to George Will. He's got it. He knows what happened. He can make the connection for everybody to say, you should feel this way about this because this is exactly what it's like. It's not even close. Not even close. Four commercial airliners crashed that day.
0: Thousands of people died. The United States was changed forever that day. U.S. foreign policy was changed forever that day. The way we share intel, the way we do all kinds of things changed forever that day. How the president gets, gets about on Air Force One. And, I mean, we all know the stories of what happened that day. And for him to compare the two is so mind-numbingly – I don't even know what the word is. And it's amazing that George Stephanopoulos – I know he's there with Hillary Clinton on speed dial and everything, and he's just – but nobody even says a word to him about it. Like, really, really, George? Do you really think that?
1: You know why? Because they agree. They're like, yeah, that's a good one. I should have said that. They're probably just jealous of George Will that they didn't say it themselves. That's, that's probably the only problem they have with it. Is that, oh, I wish I would have said that. Because that's how they think. That's what they think. They think they can make that emotional connection and they think, well, if I can get these people worked up over this and connected to this, this will be, be right up there. Oh, it's going to be right there. It's not even close. Not even close. And again, once and if they do investigate this correctly and we start to see all the closed, uh, uh, what is it? The closed circuit video that comes out. Oh, th- you're going to see a completely. Why do you think they do want to pass this? They want to control what what this investigation looks like. The Democrats, they have no they have no uh, no illusions about what they want to do here. It's about controlling the narrative and Casting blame on Trump, anybody who voted for him, casting everybody like that as the villain. You might as well have been a Nazi, killing people yourself, killing babies yourself, because that's what they think of you.
0: An insurrection where there was not one weapon found. An insurrection where there was not one weapon found. And that comes from Senator Ron Johnson questioning, I believe, the chief of the uh, either FBI, criminal, whatever division she was from, in front of Congress, uh, in, fr- in front of the Senate that day. We played for you on this show. Was there any weapons found at the whole scene? Not a one. No, oh, it's on. It's on par with nine eleven, George. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! This is the kind of nonsense that's going on in the Sunday shows. Uh, a couple, one other thing. What was the other thing I want to get to? Okay, I got to play this. So we've been talking about what's going on in Israel. So Emmy Horowitz goes to Portland State University. And he goes to raise money for Hamas. That's the pretext where he shows up on campus. Hamas is the terrorist group that's firing rockets into Israel. Here's how it went. Roll it. This is what your kids are learning or not learning in
9: um, we're raising money for American Friends for Hamas. So I work for American Friends for Hamas. I work for American Friends for Hamas. Okay. We're not your father's terrorist organization. We've kind of evolved beyond that. You know, we're still, kind of what we do, but we've kind of rebuilt and rebranded ourselves. And, and uh, so you know, you know, Hamas is where it's at. We're raising money to do what you know we do as Hamas. We want to fund operations against Israel, and you know, the type of uh, attacks we're talking about are cafes and schools and you know, soft targets, the type of operations we're talking about against, you know, soft targets. Sugar. Schools and cafes and that kind of thing. Make them feel it. Hospitals and destroy cafes, you know, shopping malls and schools and places of worship. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Civilian populations. And uh, this is the only way you can fight back, really. Right. The suicide bomber's all we've got. And that's kind of like, because it's the poor man's F-15 and it, it Right, it. And it do what we get against Israel, and that's kind of what we're looking to do. Okay. okay. Thanks awesome. for your time. Uh, and fund uh, operations against Israel. That's the kind of thing we're doing.
5: Okay, well, Hey, great. thanks for your time, man. Yeah, of course.
9: Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. You know, we're essentially the, uh, the logical extension of BDS. It's okay. like BDS next level is what okay. we're doing. We're kind of like the next level BDS. You know, it's like BDS and then we're like BDS plus. You know, we, we're looking to wipe Israel off the map. Yeah, we want, you know, we, we're looking to destroy Israel. We don't want just Gaza, we want to have all of Israel.
1: No, I, I've actually been learning about last in this last school year about everything that's going on over there. So that I, that I like the sound of what you are doing, it sounds like the great right thing to do. I tell oh. that against the Israeli genocide.
9: Awesome. We just want to get rid of Israel, and you know yeah. it's for the it's for the Palestinians. Stay off drugs. Well, we would love if you to check out our website. That would be
1: wonderful. Goodbye.
9: Thank you. If you feel like donating to help the cause to fight back, and that'd be great. Sure, sure. we'll definitely. Maybe consider making a donation. Sure. Great.
1: Probably like 15 bucks.
9: 15 bucks? No, yeah. oh, that'd, that'd be great. I don't
1: know,
2: maybe like 10, 20 bucks. 15 to
6: 20. Five or $10. Or
2: maybe like $10. $5. $10? 10, $10. Five or 10 bucks?
6: 10 bucks?
9: Let's say $27, since that seems to be my Bernie donation. This is all about peace and love. We got to fight back as the oppressors. I agree. I agree. See you, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's important to kind of fight back and not let not take it lying down, if you know what I mean. Hey, sure, peace, peace and love. Yeah, thank oh, yeah. you. Peace and love. Yeah, peace and love. See you, man. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, take it easy. Appreciate it. Hamas thanks you. I thank you. Thank you. Peace and love. Pe- you believe peace yeah. is important, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. But we got to get peace, you first gotta destroy some stuff, you know? Yeah. See ya, man. Yeah. There
0: you go. Poof. Sick. Go to Portland State, raise money for Hamas, kids, clueless. Oh yeah, sure. 15 bucks, 20 bucks.
1: I hope he takes all that money and donates it to Israel. However, much he raised.
0: Well, I'm sure he didn't take any of it, but the, I mean, the idea is obviously—I mean—to show up on campus and start talking to college students, say, "I'm raising money for Hamas." Uh, oh, sounds good. Soft targets, yeah. You know, schools. He, churches. he says, he says, he says, the suicide bomber is all we have. It's like the poor man's F-15. The kid goes, "Oh yeah, oh, okay." This is—I uh, mean—is that? Is that breathtaking? Stunning. That is breathtakingly stunning. These are kids on Portland State University campus. And to go out there and say you're raising money for a terrorist organization to hit soft targets in Israel, they don't even flinch.
5: They don't even flinch. And then they're willing to tell you how much they'll donate. Donate. uh
0: Oh Delgado's got some breaking,
1: I guess breakings in, what, the last hour or so? Yeah, or so. last hour, a suspic- uh, suspicious package containing white powder was sent to Senator Rand Paul's home, and he responded. This happened late on Monday this evening. The FBI and Capitol Police are investigating that a large envelope... Being examined for harmful substances, the Kentucky senator said he takes these threats seriously and blasted Twitter for allowing washed-up celebrities to encourage violence against him. He says, I take these threats immensely seriously, he said in a statement, as a repeated target of violence. It is reprehensible that Twitter allows sea level celebrities to encourage violence against me and my family. Just this weekend, Richard Marks called for violence against me, and now we have received this powder-filled letter. Richard Marks. Richard
0: Marks. Go write some more crappy songs, why don't you? All right, let's do some sports here and hear what that is. we'll we'll keep a, keep track of that story. And see if so hopefully they catch whoever whoever did that.
2: Uh, Rick Amorati, what's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, great NHL playoff action. Um, unbelievable. The Islanders and uh, Penguins tied 2-2. Uh, heading to overtime. Uh, they're in intermission now. The overtime should start shortly. The Penguins are out shooting the Islanders 42-20 to in the iceberg. And uh, Islanders' Ilya Sorokin in goal for the for, for New York has just been unbelievable. Stopped 39. Actually, stopped 40 shots tonight. So, good game there. Also, uh, heading to overtime, Like Lightning and Panthers, actually that's late second, sorry on that one, late second, and the Maple Leafs 2-1 over the Canadians, that just went final just minutes ago trying to keep up with these. Oilers and Jets, puck just dropped, that's uh, game four, Winnipeg right now leading 3-0, they're looking to close it out at home and move on. Wild, visit the Golden Knights, that is a ten thirty puck drop. Uh, NBA action—just one game in action right now. The Bucks, uh, pretty much ready to put the Heat away, 96 to 70. They outscored the uh, Heat 46 to 20 in the first quarter. The Bucks put up 46 points in the first wow. quarter—unbelievable. Giannis with 25 to lead all scorers for the Bucks. And we have Game Two Trailblazers at the Denver Nuggets. That's a 10 p.m. tip. Tip shortly. Portland is leading that series one nothing. Major League Baseball action. Uh, Marlins eight to two over the Phillies. That's in the eighth. Indians just went up six to three over the Tigers in the seventh. Rockies leading the Mets three to one in the ninth. Brewers all over the Padres five nothing. That's in the sixth. Orioles and Twins. Twins lead that two to one in the eighth, uh, and in the bottom of the fifth, Cardinals and White Stocks still scoreless. Mariners visit the Athletics out at 9:40. That game just underway. And let's go to the rodeo over the weekend. Rodeo Killeen in Killeen, Texas, at the Killeen Rodeo Arena. Bareback riding. Bill Tudor on Dusty Diamond with a 84. He won a big 556 bucks. Saddle Bronc Jacobs Crawley on Big Shot. 84 and a half. Bull riding, B. Randolph on Dirty Banshee, 88. Good score. Steer wrestling. Jacob Talley, three point six seconds. He won seven hundred and ninety bucks. Team Roping, Cody Snow and Wesley Thorpe, four point six seconds. Tie down is John Douch, 8.0 seconds. That score held up over the weekend because I had that as the top score on Friday night, as did Jimmy Smith in the barrel racing. She put up a 16.81 score, and uh, that's a wrap in rodeo for the weekend. There was about eight other rodeos, but couldn't report on them all. I gave you the one that I thought was the best. Down in Texas, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, make third fight in rivalry official. This is from Ben Baby, ESPN staff writer. Las Vegas WBC heavyweight champion Tyson, Jason Fury and Deontay Wilder have both signed contracts for the third bout in their heavyweight rivalry. During the Josh Taylor-Jose Ramirez telecast on ESPN Saturday night, Fury said that he had signed his contract. Wilder has also finalized his side of the deal, according to boxing manager Shelley Finkel. The fight will be held on July 24th, sources told ESPN at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, this is top-ranked. Bob Arum uh, telling ESPN's Kel Dansby, Fuhrer will receive 60% of the purse to 40% for Wilder, uh, from according to ESPN's Mark Kregel. A lot of hands in this one. But uh, (laughs) anyway, it was mandatory that he fight Wilder. He was looking to fight Anthony Joshua in a big, big match somewhere in the Middle East there. But unfortunately, that could not take place uh, due to a judge mandating that this fight Occur before September, and uh, along those lines, the WBO ordered Anthony Joshua to defend his title against Alexander Usyk. Another ESPN report over the weekend: the WBO on Saturday officially ordered the fight between unified heavyweight world title holder Anthony Joshua and the sanctioning body's number one contender, former cruiserweight champion Alexander Usyk. Joshua, twenty-four and one, you know, was set to fight Fury, who's third was thirty-zero and one in a hundred and fifty-five million dollar sight fee just for the sight fee. This probably would have been a $300 million fight, Big D, Uh, but they're going to have to wait a little bit. If both of these guys come out unscathed, then maybe they'll have a blockbuster fight, I'm figuring, early 2022. So, anyway, boxing is still moving along. Tomorrow, the curling championships start. Uh, 2021 (laughs) U.S. Men's and Women's National Championship from Warsaw, Wisconsin. I'm going to have a report on that at the request of our followers. And uh, (laughs) NHRA over the weekend, Mopar Express Lane NHARA Spring Nationals presented by who else? Pennzoil. This is at the Houston Raceway Park. Just a couple of the winners and classes. Steve Torrance in the Top Fuel, Robert Height in the Funny Car. Rachel Meyer, top alcohol dragster. I said dragster. Uh, Doug Gordon, alcohol funny car. I know Rick likes that one. Uh, And uh, Darian Bosch was the top sportsman. Don't want to forget the top sportsman. And I'd like to see David Barton, factory stock showdown. And that was it from the NHARA. And uh, just one more big deal. Big (laughs) deal. What's that? No, go ahead. All right. I got one more. Julio Jones says he's out of Atlanta. During you, mean, all you mean Julio? Julio yeah, Jones? Well, Julio. 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 Is his brother? Julio Jones in Atlanta. Julio, okay. Yeah, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Big day. Shannon Sharp was live on Fox tonight. Uh, this is from Daniel Canova of Fox News. Uh, as trade rumors continue to circulate around... Julio Jones leaving the Falcons, <laughs> the former All-Pro wide receiver, all but solidified that he won't be playing in Atlanta when the 2021 season starts. You know he's a big, big-time player. You know how many Pro Bowls? 7 five, five, seven-time Pro Bowl actually. And uh, he got hurt last year. I know he missed out, but it looks like he's leaving Atlanta. There was a rumor that uh, Shannon was trying to start with Skip Bayless that he was going to go to the Dallas Cowboys because he was actually shown Julio Jones wearing a Dallas Cowboys shirt earlier today. But he said no. There's no truth to no, that you rumor. You
0: can't lose one. You can't leave one lose loser team and go to another you gotta he, if he's gonna leave the he wants to go somewhere he's gonna win
2: yeah like like tampa
0: Anywhere, we'll I mean, see. He's not going to go to Dallas. We'll he's not see win anything there. Yeah, come on, Big D. Anything else?
2: That is a wrap in sports. There, Julio.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, very good. Anything else in the news, Rick?
1: Uh, there's a few things floating around here. Do you want to, uh, a little Fauci or, or no? Have you had enough of the Fauci? Right, let me give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. All right. Well, this is good news about Fauci. A poll right, released right. Uh, shows Americans' trust in Doctor Fauci is plummeting. No. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs>
0: Wow, that's real, really. Okay. Cancelled culture. Yeah. Talk about late to the game. Convent- late to the party. Hello.
1: <laughs> Convention of States Actions, a conservative activist group in the Trafalgar Group, a national polling survey company, conducted the poll of 1,093 respondents, the largest group that lost, <laughs> that lost confidence in Fauci. Um... With 66% responding that they have lost faith in him, 41% of independents say they lost confidence, and Democrats have the most confidence of the disease experts, showing they 20% Expert. showing a decrease, while 32 said they had higher confidence in him since the start of the pandemic.
0: How many so. said that H- higher confidence? Uh, 32%. So. Where was that? The Mental Patients uh, <laughs> Institute? <laughs> the, where, where was? Who has higher confidence in this guy? I have no this idea. Guy's been around more than a. I mean, guy's been around more than a drum and a clothes dryer. I mean, what are you talking about? This guy's flip-flopped everything. He's been wrong on everything. (laughs) Literally been wrong on everything. As Tucker Carlson said tonight, and I had it in front of me and I don't now, how in the world does this guy still have a job? And how can we concentrate so much power on a guy that's proven himself to be an absolute gold-plated phony and liar and serial flip-flopper? On everything, this guy. Well, that's
1: D.C. He's a he's a swamp creature of the uh, you know. He,
0: he is he, the Stormy yeah. Daniels of science. That's what he is. As always, we salute. God, I sound angry. Uh, we salute our military. How <laughs> 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 original! <A little> <laughs> Firefighters, first responders, E.M.T.s, everybody on the front lines. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. Uh, thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, friend. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. And thanks most of all to you, the Live from Studio 6B audience. We'll be back tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here at Real America's Voice. Back with you in 22. We'll see you then.
3: But uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last.